This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM, KVDE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and a guy who is celebrating his fifth, 500th, according to Jim show today, Mr. Steve Sell. I didn't know that. Steve, good afternoon. I thought it was 499 today. It was 500 today. Okay. The big 500. Well, I've had the big 50, the big 40, the big 60. I've had a few O's in my day. Yeah. It's a big one today. Yeah, 500. Wow. Do you want to fight about I, it? No. I'm inspired by Miles Garrett. <laughs> I kind of want to fight. Can I go grab a football helmet and just smack it up against you? Man, how bad was that? That was pretty gruesome. Very gruesome. Do you remember, I think it was Miami against Florida International. Oh, yeah. And there were, there were helmets swinging and brawls going on. It reminded me a lot of that. I don't know how to compare what happened last night to anything else I can remember. There was a fight, I believe, with Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan. Does that ring a bell to you? No. Uh, I don't remember who the other person was, but I'm 100% sure it was Cortland Finnegan, where he ripped the helmet off and they started punching each other, but no helmets being swung and making contact. I don't think I've ever seen the making contact part. What I can compare it to, and this is long before your time, young grasshopper, back in 1965 when I was a wee little fellow, Johnny Roseboro was a catcher for the Dodgers, and Juan Marichal was a pitcher for the Giants. Juan Marichal was very good. And and Johnny Roseboro apparently threw a ball back to his pitcher that ticked Marichal's ear or something like that. Next thing you know... Juan Marichal's taking his bat and beating Johnny Roseboro in the head. And it was it and uh, he it was like a seventeen at the time I think he got fined like seventeen thousand dollars and suspended for ten games or twelve games, something like that. But John, he busted Johnny Roseboro's head open. It was in I wanna say nineteen sixty five. And Juan Marichal never won the Cy Young, I felt, because that incident. The, you know, he was just always, you know, he was a bad dude from then on. But but uh, that's what I Equate it to because uh, Johnny or Juan Marichal hit him over the head of the bat. So Juan Marichal was the pitcher, but was batting. He was batting, yes. And I think what happened was, if I, I mean, gotta remember, I was eight years old when this happened. That's true. I want to say Johnny Roseboro was throwing the ball, and and Marichal kind of leaned in. Remember back then, bat, I don't think they wore batting helmets back then. The catcher probably didn't wear a helmet. Yeah, but or a mask. They, they didn't. They didn't have, and the catchers didn't wear a hard hat. 
catchers just wore the mask and that was it. So I what I think the story was Marischal threw or Roseboro threw the ball back to his pitcher and it ticked Marischal's ear and he went off. So that's what I equate it to. But you know that uh, Mason Rudolph is lucky he didn't get hurt worse than he did. Oh yeah. I mean, remember Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh's quarterback. Had a concussion earlier this year, a really bad concussion. He got rocked. That kept him out one or two games, and if he, you know, if he hits him just right on the top of the head, that could have been the end of his career. So my question for you, Steve, is we have a lot to dive into today. Bullpups at home tonight, state right. quarterfinals taking on Arc City, maybe a little Chiefs. We also have fearless forecaster predictions to get to as well, but. What's the penalty for this in your mind? I know that the NFL has announced an indefinite ban today. Marquise Pouncey received a three-game suspension. Cleveland's Larry Ogunjabi, I don't know him. He shoved somebody around. He got a one-game suspension. Did Mason Rudolph get He did not get any suspension. And see, that kind of surprised me because Mason Rudolph did try at first to rip off the helmet of Miles Garrett. That's what preceded all this. Well, the, when what they were, preceded it was Miles Garrett taking him down for no reason. With 14 seconds left in the game. Right. I That's mean, what preceded it. You won the game. What in the heck are you doing? And and all the reports I've read today is this is very out of character for Miles Garrett that he just snapped because he's a really, really good – he's an all-pro all type talent. He was a former overall number one draft pick a couple years ago. Yeah. And this is really out of character for him. And after the game, it was like no big thing to him. He says, yeah – he says, it wasn't right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take responsibility. Well, he's already been suspended for the rest of the year. But what's, what's your idea of a suspension for this in a ban, an ejection? What, what, what would be your rational thinking I here? would say the rest of the season this year and the next 10 games next year. That's, a six, that's one season that constitutes 16 games. I almost am in the spot to think more. Really? I am almost there. I get that 16's a lot, but this is one of those plays that it is bad for the NFL. It's bad for him because this is not football violence. This is street fight this is battery. This is assault. That's assault, brother. You remember Billy Madison said yeah, that? Yeah, this is assault. Are you familiar with Billy Madison? No. Adam Sandler? Well, you know how I Where feel. he goes back to school. You know, you know how I feel about Adam Sandler. You love him. He's not funny. But anyway... I just think this is not what the NFL wants. No. This is bad for the game. It's really bad for the game. Well, I think one thing Miles Garrett should have done is call Mason Rudolph and apologize to him today. I hope he did. Do you think that would make a real big difference? Well, at least, it, you know. Would it make a real big difference to you if you walked outside and somebody came up and hit you in the face and then walked well, away? a lot. And then tomorrow they said, hey, Steve, I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't mean to. I was drunk. I didn't know what I was I, doing. I just lost, in the heat of the moment, I lost my mind. He did lose his mind. He, he had an out-of-body of experience as far as I'm concerned. But to me, I, I don't think lifetime ban is the appropriate response. Oh, I don't think so either. I, this more, is not a lifetime ban thing. I'm more with you on the year-ish, but it wouldn't be crazy to me for all of this year and all of next year. But remember, Ray Rice got two games for the video where he is pulling his whatever girlfriend, right, but, wife, but by the was, hair. But he's never played since. Right. I but mean, he, but, he, but he was eligible to play, and everybody stayed away from him. I don't know. I don't think that's really the same as this. 
I think this is different because it is involved in the game. What goes on outside, that's where you leave it up to NFL legal counsel and trying to figure out what the heck to do. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. This is on the field. This is Miles Garrett doing something that endangers players on the other team. What do you, what, what do you remember the penalty was for Indomitian Sue whenever he was stepping on dudes? I want to say four games. Two or four. Whatever that was, I think this is magnified by a lot Yeah. with this. because oh, this, is, this, is, this is about as bad as I've ever seen on the field. It really is. I'm trying NFL. to. I'm trying to think of the next worst thing that he could have done. What would the penalty be, or the suspension for Miles Garrett be, if he took Mason Rudolph's helmet and went into the stands and hit a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? What would be the penalty in your mind for that? Well, he'd be arrested for one thing. That's a, now. That's just flat out. That's assault. assault, brother. That is flat out assault. But what's the what? What kind of suspension from the NFL would that be? I well, that'd be you go into the would state, that be life? That's life. But just think, I mean, Ron Artest came I, you back. You know what I think? The Mason Rudolph, and this is going to sound really crass, but him not getting his face split open probably made it less severe. If he'd split his face right. open, I mean, he splits his face open with. Say that mask goes right on his nose and everything. Or and what he, if it knocks him unconscious? Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If he's laying there down on the ground after just being hit in the head with his own helmet, yeah, I think this is that even is, worse. That is that's grave digger. I'm pretty surprised that he was able to be able to be okay. Mason after Rudolph that. got up going, ah, what the heck? What are you doing? You know? I, I just don't know exactly in my head what the penalty for this should be. Because I think it should be very severe. Oh, I and I think without that, question. that this is one of those instances in the NFL that that's about the most dangerous thing you can do on a football field. Yeah. What would be more dangerous? Can you think of much? I can't. The helmet is a weapon. Right. I don't think the the penalty would be as dangerous as if Miles Garrett had Mason Rudolph down and, on the ground and, with and was just talk, punching him in the face. And, with, and, you know, the Players Association, their whole thing is about concussions. You know, they've been battling with the league about concussions. And then one of their own, you know, maybe, I don't know if he got a concussion from it, but I'm sure he had a nice headache from it. I can't imagine it felt good. No. I'm just trying to think of anything that could be worse that happens on the football field. Even, let's say, it's just a massive cheap shot. Mason Rudolph throws a pass, is just standing there, and all of a sudden, Miles Garrett comes through and just blasts him from behind, where there's no football play involved. I almost think the idea of swinging a helmet at a defenseless player with no helmet on is more dangerous than that. So that's why I'm trying to figure out what this penalty is. Well, I think I think a total, I think 16 games... Six this year, ten next year. I think a year, that sends a pretty strong message because he makes a lot of money. He's a former NFL number one draft. That's a lot of money he's given up. I don't think he's going to go to, you know, McDonald's and, and work for whatever they pay, you know, or something. McDonald's like. pay sounds kind of nice. Well, it does. Yeah, it does. I think Miles Garrett, I think it's got to be a year. Yep. Somewhere in that range, if not a little more. Yeah. It wouldn't offend me if he missed all of next season as well. Would it offend you? No. It wouldn't offend me. I mean, if that's what they want to do. What if they do something like four games? That's not enough. Eight oh, games. They've already they've already said he's out for the year. He's already out six games for sure. I just I can't wrap my head exactly around where I think it should be, but 
I think this needs to be a very severe punishment. And I, so that way the rest of the league knows this can't happen and again. There, and there's people that are tweeting. I think Samuel L. Jackson's one of them that's been on Twitter that says, "You're he's, he's basically blaming Mason Rudolph. No. I think he is. You, well, I, I'm saying it's not Mason Rudolph's fault. No, but he's saying he said this. He's saying it's an overreaction. Max Kellerman, who is a boxing guy and an idiot, and an idiot, but he's on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. He says it's an overreaction. Stephen A. Smith, who normally would he likes to stick up for the players, he's saying 14 games is what he said. I think this is as severe of an incident as I can remember. It's as severe oh, of yeah. an NFL incident as I can remember. This reminds me of the uh, Pacers when Ron the Malice Artest. in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. That's what I was trying to think. I was trying to think of what it was called. When Ron Artest just went Excuse crazy. Excuse me. Meta World Peace. What a, what a great name He'll always be Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, Meta World Peace. He goes in and flogs a bunch of people. I, every now and then I'll go back and watch the TV broadcast. Rudy Tomjanovich and Kermit Washington. Do you remember that? No. Oh, you need just call up that film clip and watch it sometime. It's gruesome. Kermit Washington played for the Lakers. Rudy T was with the Rockets, and Rudy T's running up, and Kermit Washington just turns around and just cold cocks him in an NBA game. Ooh! And you thought Ru, Rudy Tomjanovich? I didn't think was gonna have any face left because Kermit Washington was a big, strong guy, six eight two. Kermit, six eight two fifty, and he just basically ripped the face off of Rudy T. I love watching the Malice in the Palace video. Oh, it's wild. Ron Artest lost his mind. What a great time. Great time in American sports. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. What do you want to talk about next? I'm going to leave it up to you. You want to give your predictions on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend? That's well, I fine. guess it's on Monday. Let's hold off on yeah. that because we can talk about it on Monday. Yeah. Would you like to talk about KU, K-State? Why? They're not... <laughs> Well, K-State, yeah, KU, I don't see anything. Gotta have some faith. All right. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Palace we're we're, we're, we're going to fight palace. out in the parking lot go. here at one fifteen. So get yourself ready, buy your tickets. We're so, <laughs> we're, we're selling concessions. We got to get some money going in this place. So we're going right. to fight out in the parking there lot. You go. Steve and I need a raise, so we're That's just going right. to fight for Definitely. it. Definitely fight to the death. There you go, Texas death man. That'd be a good way to promote some some football coming up tonight. Hey, the two broadcasters <laughs> they are going to fight out in the parking I don't lot. Think it, I don't think it'd much of a fight considering I'm. Old and decrepit. Yeah, you hurt me bad. And I got you have old man strength. I've got dementia half the time. <laughs> it'd be it'd be bad. Yeah, Steve, Big Twelve football this weekend. You okay. starting to feel excited? No, I think there's a chance well, of two actually, wins for the Kansas team. Yeah, actually, the the game uh, Oklahoma Baylor excites me. Oh, that's going to be a fun one because Baylor gets their uh, dream season ended this week. But, oh man! But uh, I I just am not a believer in Baylor. Look at look at the games they've won. They've all been kind of. You know, they haven't really 
looked impressive in doing it, but they're, they are undefeated. Let's talk first about the Kansas State Wildcats. Your confidence rating for the team in purple taking on West Virginia, 14-point favorites. What's your confidence are, are they like at the for bill? them? They're at the bill. They're at home. My confidence level is 9.7. Wow, that's pretty good out of 10. Out of Okay, I didn't know if that was out of 20 or no. 50. So you feel very good about Kansas State yes, against West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia, though, they lost at home to Texas Tech last week. Texas Tech couldn't beat KU. So that that tells me West Virginia is not very – and KU and West Virginia went right down to the end. So I don't think it's a very strong Mountaineer team. How about your confidence in the Jayhawks going to Stillwater? Minus two. What's from 1 to 10? You can't be minus, well, so it's just 1. I'm just emphasizing that you have, have no, you have no faith. I have no faith. Why is it that you just don't have any faith in the Jayhawks? I think they've been pleasantly surprising for you several times. Because their defense is just not very good. They have the worst defense probably of any Power 5 team in the country. Offensively, they're really hit and miss. They look great a couple weeks now. One thing they they have, they're coming off a bye week, which is really weird because this is their second bye week in like the last four weeks. So you don't see two bye weeks very often. But it be interesting to see what tweaks they make. Uh, Les Miles is awful quiet up there, so maybe they got some, you know, he's got something under that mad hat up there. Well, against his former team. Right. In Stillwater. Yeah. So Oklahoma State's a 17.5 point favorite. They'll cover. Give me those points. Give me the Jayhawks. Now, you know, you you got. Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech. Let me see who the other one. Who's the other one that I just for I, what? And Texas Tech, TCU, um, and Oklahoma State. Those three teams have been the toughest teams to try to figure out in games this year. That's true. I mean, I they, can't figure out Iowa State either. Yeah. Well, I think Iowa State this week. It's going to be their week. Your boy Eli is going to be happy. Oh, we'll 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 cover that here in a minute, Steve. But. I just think you're not giving KU enough credit. I know I made the bad decision of thinking they might beat K-State a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and I told you that was not going to happen. But I think you need to give them a little more credit. Well, I think offensively they've shown signs. They've, they've gotten better offensively. Um, Puka hasn't had a real good year, though. I mean, he's just, to me, he's just been very ordinary. Last year it seemed like he'd have two or three highlight reels a game. And, you know, this it's almost like they're conserving him conservating him a little bit this year. He's had games where he's had like 13, 14 carries. I know he's not a big guy, but, you know, he's he's tough as nails. He plays like he's 220. When it comes to the two new coaches in state, how would you rate them through the first, I guess, nine-ish games for each of them? Yeah, they both played nine. How would you rate both of these coaches through their first nine games in terms of game management, play calling, things like that? Well, that I don't know because – Sometimes we're at college games, and then I don't get to see them play. And some of the games, are I just don't, you know, they're on ESPN 3 or plus or whatever, minus, whatever. You know, well, I, you're a subscriber. Well, yeah, you are, but I, you know. I'm I, still waiting on that $3 check well, from you. it's in the mail. Okay. Consider you live upstairs. I mean, that's, but, you know, obviously Chris Kleiman's doing a great job. He's got the Wildcats in the hunt. I think this week is a real big week for the Wildcats, so. I think they've got to really have an impressive, about 21-point win or so, show that they're back. You know, I, I, I was trying to think who they got next. They got somebody good next. I, I wouldn't say Texas or somebody like that maybe. But, uh, you know, they've, they've got to close They up. have 
a really good team next at Texas Tech. At Texas, and that's a strange game because Texas Tech again. You just said they're horrible, but but you don't know about them. They, you know, they there's games they look great. There's games they look terrible. They are the hardest team. Them and TCU are the two hardest teams to try to pick every week. So you feel good in K-State. What about Les Miles? I think Les is establishing the culture. What I really like is he's bringing in a good recruiting class. I mean, it's been highly rated. What about Strictly this year? This year? Have you been impressed with the way he manages games? Well, after what we saw the last four years, yeah. I mean... That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. If if you see a a nice... I see it. I've seen steady improvement. Okay. Yeah. You don't see the mass chaos and confusion and, and... and just clown show that they've had the last four years. Okay, so you're pleased with everybody. Yeah, I'm a happy guy. You feel good about life. I'm a happy warrior. I think they're going to get that fourth win really? at some point. Ooh, maybe Baylor. When ba- say, yeah. say, <laughs> say Baylor's 11-0, and and all they got to do is beat KU to make the you know, the final four. Boy, Les Miles, he could pull off an upset. Steve, you kind of look like a Baylor bear today. Why is that? Look at the colors of your shirt. Color of money. It's a lot of green. That is a lot of green. You look like a Baylor bear. Sikkim, that's what they say. Well, it's a little brighter green with Baylor. They're darker green. Well, except for when they bust out the, the lime green unis, yeah. the highlighters. Yeah. All right, Steve, one more break. Fearless Forecaster predictions coming up next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. All right, Steve, it's Fearless Forecaster time. Is this the final week? A fearless forecaster? It's going to depend on... Actually, you know, we don't have any KCAC games after Well, there this. will be one KCAC game yeah. next week. Uh, it kind of just depends how this weekend goes with our area teams. and, and Okay. Teams. So, right now, maybe it's the last one. Maybe not. That's not a very good answer. Easy with that paper over there. You're jingling around. And I jingle, jangle, jingle. It's, it's very loud. Okay. All right, Steve, let's start off. We've talked a little bit about the Big 12 games, so let's dive in. Here for your fearless forecaster predictions. We'll work our way from college to high school. Let's start off with Big 12 game number one, Texas Tech against TCU. Your favorite two teams. Yeah, my favorite two teams. I went Texas Tech this time. I think it's at Tech. So 41-31 Texas Tech. Iowa State taking on the Texas Longhorns. Upset special. Iowa State always has a signature win every year. They beat somebody... They're not supposed to beat. This is the week, 31-28 over Texas. College game day, Oklahoma taking on Baylor. 38-21 OU. I don't think it's going to be close. Oklahoma State taking on Kansas. Uh, KU never plays very well in Stillwater. Of course, they don't play very well on the road anywhere. (laughs) Very many places. They don't play very well in Lawrence. 45-14 Oklahoma State. Kansas State from Manhattan taking on West Virginia. And this actually might be too close. K-State 35, West Virginia 20. It may be worse than that. All right, KCAC finale for pretty much every team other than Kansas Wesleyan. Tabor taking on Sterling. This is my upset special. Ooh. Uh, Tabor's at home. They're always good at home. Sterling is very banged up. No Cedric Phillips. 
Uh, no, uh, the, the running backs out. Savon Mitchell Ford. Savon Mitchell Ford. Tabor 27, Sterling 24. Southwestern taking on St. Mary. Well, it's whatever Southwestern wants to make it. 38 to 7, Builders. Kansas Wesleyan taking on Bethel for a chance of their second consecutive undefeated regular season. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, about three weeks ago, this looked like it'd be a really great game. Eesh. Bethel's kind of fallen off a little bit. Is that no? I don't think Zach Esau's playing. I think he's hurt. Uh, Wesleyan 45, Bethel 28. I want to see how that Wesleyan defense goes up against that flex bone. The Bethany Swedes taking on the Ottawa Braves. It's the Kessinger Bowl. Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in the Swedes right now. Austin Denson's going to throw it about 70 times. Connor Kagey's going to throw it 60 times. Uh, I think the game starts at like 1 or 1.30. We'll probably get over about 7. Swedes, <laughs> 38, Ottawa, 35. The Mac College Bulldogs trying to finish the regular season with a winning record for the first time since 2010 on the road in Kansas City taking on Avila. Well, I think last week's loss really deflated the Bulldogs. And I think, to be honest, I'm calling this closer Probably it's going to be. I have 49-34. I think it might be worse. I just Give me the dogs. We don't know about the Magic Man, though. Give me the dogs. Is the Magic Man playing? Give me the dogs. All I right. don't care. I'll play quarterback. Okay. I'll, and give me the dogs. All right. All right, Steve. 1A, our area teams. Inman in the state quarterfinals taking on Plainville. Plainville 9-1. and one. If the Teutons win, they would play the Smith Center Sedgwick winner in the state semifinals. Are the Inman Teutons going to get it done tonight? I wish I could say yes. It's going to be a lot of fun down in Inman tonight. They haven't had a, uh, a playoff game this deep in many, many years. But Plainville 40, Inman 14. Plainville and Smith Center may be the two best teams, and they would meet next week. The Little River Redskins are 9-1 and one going on the road to take on Wichita County. They are also 9-1. and one. Do the Redskins get it done tonight in advance to the state semis? Well, I think last week was kind of a tip-off. The Redskins really struggled without Graham Stevens. No Graham Stevens this week. Wichita County 38, Little River 32. If Little River were to win, they would be playing either St. Francis or Hodgman County. And I've figured out with the bracket that if Hodgman County wins and Little River wins, well, then they'd be at home. That'd be great. If Little River wins and St. Francis wins, then it is a long, long trip it's out like west. In, it's almost in Wyoming or someplace. I think it's probably in the mountain time zone. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure it's it is. It's all the way out yeah, there. Yeah, it's like the very edge of the state. Ooh, edge of the world, yeah. it feels like, too. All right, our final one, eight-man Division One East, state quarterfinals, but really this could be a state championship game. This may well be the state championship game because everybody we've talked to said these might be the two best teams in eight-man. Canton Galva and South Central. South Central. Canton Galva 42, South Central 40. The teams are virtually have the exact same lineups as last year. It was a two-point game last year, but I've got some inside information that the Eagles – might win this game by 20. I feel good about the Eagles. I feel good about the Eagles. I probably didn't pick the margin as big as it should have been, but don't want to make South Central mad. Well, let's start off with 4A West, the other game for AVCTL Division Three, and over Central, taking on Bueller, the Crusaders on the road. This is an interesting matchup, Steve, because I haven't been able to figure it out. I've asked a lot of different people around the state, around the area, to try and get their feel after seeing both teams. And it's been very 50-50 that there are a lot of people that have some big-time faith in the Bueller Crusaders. My head tells me Andover Central, but something is pulling me in the direction of Bueller. Wow. How does Fearless see it playing you know, out? Fearless sees Andover Central 21, Bueller 7. He just thinks that Bueller offensively uh, will struggle, and Andover Central's just got too many athletes. I've had some very credible sources 
that I put a lot of stock in tell me Bueller. Really? And that's why my head is all confused. Oh, well, you are confused. But wouldn't that be fun? That would be. If, if, if the Crusaders Bueller, won. Yeah. And then finally, Steve, the big one tonight, the Bullpups, the Bulldogs in the state quarterfinals, McPherson 10-0, Arc City 4-6. and How does Fearless see it playing out for the Bullpups at home tonight? Pups and dogs. Pups and dogs. It's going to be a puppy chow game. Ooh. Pups. Uh, not just because it's a homer pick. I just feel like, you know, last year it was 62-28, and it could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, it really could have been. They called off the dogs. They called off the dogs. And uh, Arc City, I think, is about the same as last year. The Bullpups, about the same as last year. But I just think that uh, Arc City's defense is better than it's been. So I think the Bullpups, they're not quite as explosive this year. I'm going to say 28-7. 28-7, Okay. Steve, it's going to be a fun one tonight. Oh, yeah. A little warmer than it was last year when Thank Arc City goodness. was here. Holy cow, that was a cold night. Be crowded in the press box. Arc City Radio there. We're there. Going to be crowded. Lots of body heat. <laughs> yeah, it'll keep you warm. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Oh, yeah. 7 o'clock kickoff and at McPherson Stadium. Stadium. The last two weeks, we've had a lot of empty seats. So I get the feeling that it will be a little because more full. Weather will be good. The weather's kept the people away. No doubt about that. Old man winter. That's me. Don't don't come too soon. That's me. We, we we can't have that winter rolling around. That is me, old man winter. That's what Co- Coach Nichols calls me. Well, speaking of him, Bulldog basketball Saturday evening, yeah, five, five and seven. Yeah, five taking and seven. on Tabor Sports Center. We'll be busy. Yeah, there'll be a good crowd. Tabor is one of the best traveling teams in the KCC. They bring a bunch of people. Should be a fun weekend, Steve. And hopefully, hopefully, on Monday, whenever we're back here for show number five hundred one, we're still talking bullpup football. I think we're going to be. That's always the goal. Yep. Make it to a third state, third straight state semifinal. Say that ten times. I don't want to. Okay. I don't even want to say it one more time. All right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.